0: I have days where I just want to allow those emotions or those dark parts not to control me, but to exist. Yeah. And that's a part of my self-acceptance, learning that I don't have to be happy and perky and cheery all the time to be worthy of literally existing. Yeah. hello 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 classes in session welcome back to another episode of what school didn't teach me it's your host jasmine camber and i am so excited to tell y'all that i am joined by the marvelous the intelligent the beautiful Belicia rose keeper of the vault that's her podcast if you have not listened to the venusian vault you need to tune in we've mentioned the podcast before Now we're mentioning it a second time, which means you absolutely need to tune in. Alicia. Oh my God. Kimberly, you're so sweet. So thank you for having me here at What School Didn't Teach Me. I honestly value you as not only a friend and a sister, but as a podcaster, because you always speak what I need to hear, and you read me for filth. So to be in class is like, wow, I'm about to get read on the podcast. But I'm glad to be here yeah i'm so glad you enjoy it me read you fulfilled you <laughs> you get me so today's episode is called mind body of soul but what does that really mean we're gonna try to touch on a couple of different topics or a couple of different ways that we can show up for ourselves you know what school didn't teach me is always advocating for people to show up for themselves by catering to your mind your body and your soul and i consider Belisha to be the mindfulness goddess, like <laughs> if I need a model for self-love, self-care, absolute peace, like Belisha is that model. So what better guest to have than, than her? So I want to ask how you realized that you needed to heal yourself to find peace. I've never had anyone ask me something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. Okay. I think it was when COVID hit. Mm. Because I left home and came this far for college. You know, I'm from Memphis. Mm-hmm. So I left Memphis, came to New Orleans for college. Because I'm like, I want better for myself in the environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So then COVID hit. And it's like, okay, I had to spend six months in the house, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, with the same people in the same environment that I worked four years of my life, really, really? more than four years of my life, to get out of that space. Mm -hmm. So I had to realize that either I was going to swim or drown. Mm -hmm. So that looked like really facing who I was. So being in the house for six months with nothing to do, I had no choice but to really see both my dark and my light. And I didn't really know how to handle it. So from Mm -hmm. that point, I feel like that was a catalyst for me to realize I don't know myself. I don't know who I am. Life is unpredictable. So I might as well be whoever I want to be. From that point, I changed my major, I quit my child team, I made all these life-changing decisions Mm -hmm. to center my self-care and my mindfulness above everything. So even though I'm very busy, you know that, (laughs) I'm very busy, I've realized the importance of understanding Mm -hmm. that I cannot do anything for anyone nor myself if Mm -hmm. I'm not taking care of myself. So That was good. That was good. (laughs) That was good. What was your major before? Political science. Oh, okay. Okay. That was good. Okay. I don't even know where to go from there. I changed it to psychology, and now I use, like, the psych course Mm -hmm. as a tool for my personal development. Yes. So we're in class talking about generational curses in terms of reproductive health. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how that relates to me and the women in my life. Yep. And once I pinpoint it, every time I pinpoint it, it's like... God ordained it or something. Yep, yep. I pinpoint it and I'm able to use that as a marker for my healing. Mm-hmm. Another point of growth I can make. Mm-hmm. Which that can be dangerous. Because sometimes you're always working on improving. Okay. But I'm learning self acceptance. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. I feel similarly about the psychology thing. Like I chose my major because it was what I wanted to learn. Yes about other people but about myself. So I definitely I don't find myself diagnosing myself no. But like, now that I'm in practicum and we actually take assessment tests, oh, I'm in there. I'm, I, I take those assessments very seriously. As you should, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I feel like one way or the first way to better connect with ourselves, with our mind, body, and soul, is to figure out what we like. So we just had the conversation about things that you do to refill your cup. What would you suggest for people to do to find that? be with themselves Mm -hmm. I think that's what most people avoid it's like that time to really sit and ask yourself like how are you what do I need what do I feel yeah because people think it's uncomfortable being alone Mm -hmm. but also when they are alone it's always a distraction it's never purposeful and intentional time with self and by distraction do you mean because I know a lot of people who they just don't like being alone and I Part of me is like, oh, we all went through that kind of phase where we, you know, some people wanted to be alone really bad. (laughs) And then some people like, we're never alone. And so now we're we're working through or trying to find middle ground for that. But there are some people that I know that just literally cannot be alone. So when you say distraction, do you mean like, oh, there's TV playing in the background, there's music going on in the back. Um, I've heard people say that like talking to yourself as you're doing certain activities, can be considered a distraction. But I do that. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, and I find that it's a it's a way for me to, like, be my own company. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do you think about that? That goes back to knowing yourself, though. Mm-hmm. It's like some people are distracted by social media, or mm-hmm. they're distracted sometimes by their friends. But the reality of it is when you are seeking to know yourself and understand yourself, That means discovering what actually works for you. So, for example, for me, I have always liked to be alone, but it wasn't purposeful. So it's like isolating from the world, isolating from other people because I'm going through stuff. Mm -hmm. Now it's like I need a day to myself. Mm -hmm. I need a day where I can just pamper me, get my nails done, my toes, or even just sit and have a conversation with myself Mm -hmm. to see where are we now and where are we going. Because if you never check in with the person you're with twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, that means you don't know who you are. You don't know where you're going. You don't know why you're going there. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a one size fits all thing. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think that's why there's so many different ways that we say like self care mm-hmm. or when we talk about mindfulness. There's so many different ways to go about it because Mm -hmm. people are always finding things that work for them that they enjoy that we may have never thought of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. All I can think about is the stuff, I'm trying to identify the things that I like to do by myself that make me feel rejuvenated. And it's so interesting because I know that we as people are ever changing and that like self-care may not, you know, what self-care looked like for you three years ago is not what self care looks like for you now, you know. And so even when I think about the things that I used to enjoy, that I may not do as much. Like I enjoy painting, but I don't do it as much. Now I like to cook, and I consider cooking to be like this is how I'm going to fill my cup. Like meal prepping on Sunday for the week <laughs> is like my favorite thing to do. When I don't have food to cook, my my world is in shambles. Um, That's when you know it's gotten bad. Yeah. Like for me, if I don't have food in the fridge, I know I have completely let my self care go and I have not proper <laughs> no. me at all because I love to take care of myself through food too. Yeah, Felicia, yeah. I currently have no no. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, <Please>. Same. Same <laughs> midterms just passed. No, so yeah, I'll, I was surviving off curtain Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have some. I have some in the refrigerator, but that was that was the last resort. Okay. So I broke it down into, I broke it down into mind, body, soul. Um, And I guess for us to have a conversation, identifying the things that we like to do to rejuvenate or to refill our mind, bodies, and souls. And then in that, giving people tips or suggestions that they can do to do the same. So yeah, my first tip was find things you like. I think for me, I'm easily anxious. I, I'm, I'm quick to tell people because I'm not ashamed that I am an easily anxious and an easily flustered person. Like, oh, I, I'll talk about it in another episode. I will go from 0 to 86 and 86 to 105 <laughs> so fast. So as soon as I hit 86, I try to bring myself down so we don't hit 105 because once we hit 105, yeah. So, So for my mind to take care of myself and to better understand myself, I like to journal. I talk about journaling every single episode. And I realized recently that I had not journaled in so long, like in months. And my first time journaling in months was yesterday. But in the past couple weeks, or at least in the past two, three weeks, I've been so overwhelmed. And I've been telling myself, like, you have to write it down. You have to write it down. But I have not stopped. Like, life is not going to stop, so you have to stop. Mm -hmm. I have not stopped to take that time to take care of myself. Um... So journaling helps me identify what's really wrong with me. It helps me identify what's really wrong. If two things are bothering me, what's the real issue? And then it helps me express gratitude. Like, man, these past couple, that that's what my journal yesterday was about. I literally was like, the past couple weeks have been hard, but God is good. Absolutely. I got a call. I was like, I, you know, I woke up in good spirits and good energy. And then I got a call that my car had a boot. And I was so grateful to get it from a soft and warm voice. <laughs> and I was so glad to be around soft and warm energy. If y'all don't know, Alicia was the one who called me and told me my card of on it. I had to. I'm like, I don't want my friend's day to be ruined by this nonsense. So let me call <laughs> and break the news and God. let her know that it is fine regardless. And it, and it, and it, it didn't. Like, you calling definitely helped. I don't feel like I would have reacted badly to the boot, but I think I would have been a little embarrassed. Like, I definitely would have been more embarrassed than when you told me. Um, And so, for the rest of the day, it was like, okay, well. I mean, I got a boot on my car. Like, okay. Um, And I I, I really wasn't even stressed. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't anxious. And I really wasn't even thinking about it until it was time for me to pay to take it off. Like, I, I, I wasn't Thinking about it, I didn't care, but I could have easily been so shaken up by that. And when I think about myself a couple years ago, I am, I could have been easily, that that would have ruined my week. (laughs) I would have been on the floor crying. Um, And so throughout that day, because I felt so good throughout that day, I was like, now you need to journal. Mm -hmm. You need to journal because you've been overwhelmed for the past couple weeks and you have identified a moment where you notice God has been looking out for you. God has been looking out for you, he's been taking care of you, and you really have to be anxious for nothing. So I had a really good journal session yesterday and the journal, was, the journal wasn't even long. I just was like, this is what's been going on. This is how I know God is looking out for me. And these are like some timestamp updates from, cause I always date my journal. Like this is the time I start and then If a couple minutes pass and something else happens, I'll be like, I'll give it another timestamp and I'll be like, update this. So yeah, that's one thing I do to rejuvenate my mind. That's one thing I do to settle my mind. I think another thing I do is anxiety exercises. What do those look like? So recently my mom was like really on me about one. She wasn't on me, but she was telling me that I should do a shapes and color exercise. I guess I'm only talking about when I'm overwhelmed, which is not the only time you should be filling your cup, but it's basically where you take a couple deep breaths. You can hold yourself if you need to, because a lot of times I need to hold myself. You take a couple deep breaths and you identify what's in the room. So I would be like, okay, I see a gold circle. I see a lit up sphere. I see white and pink cylinders. And, I, and, and and you just identify as many things as you need to until you feel settled. Uh, and so, yeah, I like to do a couple of different ones of those, which mostly just include me just breathing in and out, breathing in and out, feeling and settling in that moment, identifying what I see, smell, hear, feel, just so I know I'm still in this body. I'm still fully present in this body. I'm still fully present in my surroundings, and I'm grounded. So, yeah. I've talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just learned a lot from you because I always hear about like the anxiety exercises to use in the moment, mm-hmm. and I do them, but I never really labeled that I was doing them. Mm-hmm. So when I get overwhelmed or anxious in the moment, I literally have to stop and talk myself through it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes talking myself through it does not work, so I have <laughs> to start identifying colors. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick a color and I'll say, "Hmm, green." And I'll start spotting green in the space. Mm -hmm. And if there is no green in the space, then I'm thinking, well, hmm, why is there no green in this space? And by that point, I've now calmed down to the point where I can reevaluate why I was feeling that way. Yeah. Because it's all about, (laughs) wow, full circle moment. But it's all about (laughs) redirecting your thoughts Mm -hmm. and really challenging those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So the way that I take care of my mind and things I like to do, of course, journaling. Mm -hmm. Also, audio journaling. It's Mm -hmm. something about taking all those thoughts that are going through my head and just speaking them into a mic or into my phone. Mm -hmm. Because then I play them back when I calm down. (laughs) And I'm able to sometimes rationalize some of those emotions. So I'm like, did I really get that angry because someone ate my chips? It (laughs) it wasn't that deep. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm really able to analyze and get to know myself better Mm -hmm. when I'm rereading my journal entries, when I'm re-listening. so that's one way that I take care of my mind another way is I read a lot I love to read and I'm an intellectual you know this we take class together yeah I love to read I love to learn stuff I love to be in conversations with people who their perspective is so different from my own Mm -hmm. if I am not learning and I feel stagnant mentally I know I'm not taking care of my mind because there's always something to learn in every single I like that. I like that. <laughs> yes, you keep, have to keep feel, filling your mind with not just positive things, but how do I put it? Knowledgeable things. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the things that we learn aren't always the most pleasant things. For example, I'm learning about psychological slavery in my theories and systems class. Okay. It talks a lot about how we are slaves to ourselves and we are slaves to those who conditioned us mm-hmm. because a lot of our thoughts are not even our own. Mm -hmm. So when you hear that negative voice in your head, whose voice is that? Because it's not yours. Mm -hmm. Someone told you that. Someone treated you a certain way. And your perception and interpretation of that has altered how you're talking to yourself in your head. And to some Mm -hmm. people, that concept may sound crazy. But when I started responding and challenging my negative thoughts, they started to become more positive. Mm -hmm. Now, when they're negative, it's because they make sense. They're rational. Those are the hard ones. What do you mean by that? I, I think I'm stuck in the idea that if it is our own thought and it's not when that comes from fear or doubt, then it is always positive or it is, I, I guess, I don't want to say realistic, but it's like logical and mm-hmm. it's just not what we want to hear, you right. know? So what do you mean by that? So, (laughs) I guess I'm, well, I know that I'm referring to those thoughts we have that are like, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're not going to succeed. And those are the thoughts that we know, come on, like, yeah, those aren't true. But sometimes we have thoughts that are like, I did not study for my final, it's in person, it's time, and it's a (laughs) hundred questions. And I have about an hour to learn all these concepts. And you're like, there is a possibility I'm going to fail this. And it's not. (laughs) It's like oh, okay, I know yeah. I didn't prepare. I know I didn't prioritize it. I know the testing constraints are mm-hmm. not conducive for my success. I'm not saying I'm going to fail, but I'm saying, like, I have to be willing to take what I get. Okay. Because I don't want to call it realistic or rational. I would like to say that the effects, the results you got match the work that you put into it. hmm And I guess that goes into the whole piece about mind, body, soul. Mm-hmm. How you're showing up in the world, your reflection is literally an expression of your energetic investment. Mm. Your presence in the world is literally the portrayal of how much you love yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in all aspects. I yeah. think people need more of that. I think people need more of that. I recently had a conversation with somebody and I ended the conversation with I understand what you're telling me, but I just want you to understand how you are showing up in the world. Mm. I think a lot of people, we, I don't know if you ever did like dance, I don't know how deeply involved you were in the church, but like we used to praise dance. And we would, as soon as you walked in the door, if something was going on, we would be like, leave it at the door. Whatever you have going on, not our problem, leave it at the door. Like, of course we care if you need to talk, yeah, come talk, but like check, the energy that you bring into this space. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people in our generation don't do that. Um, and I feel like that's something that people need more of. They don't I, see with themselves? Sorry. No, 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 no. No, no keep going because I completely agree. Because they don't see with themselves and they also don't address their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So most times people are looking for someone to validate what they're feeling or to affirm that they're not crazy mm-hmm. or that the mm-hmm. thoughts they're having are normal or valid. And so I used to be like that when I was younger, even with trying to date. Going into the dating world, being mentally unhealthy and not knowing what you like to do or need to do for your mental sanity, Mm -hmm. it's setting everyone in the space up for failure. So like you said, checking your energy at the door, that goes for the relationships you're entering, the business deals you're doing, as well as the things that you're putting on your plate. Because we commit to some stuff, but we haven't even committed to taking care of our own well-being. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So now I have a question because this is something that I struggled with for a long time, and I'm doing better about it, but I I believe things can always, you know, be better. So for a long time, I had trouble committing to myself, like making my own personal commitments. And quite honestly, it's definitely part of the reason why the podcast had like took so long for me to actually put out the podcast because I would say I'm going to record during this time. I'm gonna do this I'm gonna make all these smart goals and then I would never do them and then I'll be sick to my stomach like at one point I would be sad that I didn't do the things that I said I was going to do and then as it kept happening whether it was with the podcast or with other personal projects it wasn't necessarily like I expected it but I was no longer disappointed and it was just yeah like an acceptance like it was just like okay well that's okay. Like I gave myself a passport because I knew that was something that happened to me or that was something that I did so many times. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to be on it with my schoolwork. Like if it was an outside obligation or if it was homework or project or, or, or I had a meeting or anything, oh, I was on it. There, on time, prepared with notes. But when it came down to me, I could do all the work but no execution. So how did you, what was your journey to self-commitment like? I am still on that journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's weird because people say, like, you have to love yourself and have a relationship with yourself. And so I'm actively trying to gain my own trust again because I am that same person. Mm -hmm. I'm still that way. I make plans. I realize all these things that I want to do for myself, I need to do for myself. And then I tell myself I don't have time. Even with preparing (laughs) for graduation, I'm like, I don't have time to book a graduation trip. I have a chapter meeting tonight. Mm -hmm. And it's like your priorities have to be rearranged Mm -hmm. so that you are at the forefront of it. And I think that's the thing. I wasn't taught that. School didn't teach me how to love myself. And school didn't teach me how to value myself. So talking about committing to a woman who people around her sees the world in her. They see her as being so outstanding. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a big burden. Like, not a burden, but that is a big responsibility. And those are huge shoes to feel. Mm-hmm. Because I'm responsible for loving Felicia Rose. Yes. And so the way she wants to be loved, I have to show up and love her in that way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm not. It's not that I'm not willing. It's not that I'm not capable. It's that I don't have the capacity to love her in that way. Because mm-hmm. I've spent so many years of my life conditioned to neglect my. Condition to put school and work and success over committing to me. Yeah. So I had to alter what my commitments made. And now my commitment is I'm not giving up. Hmm.
1: That's, I
0: like that. I'm like, Belisha, I may fumble. I may tell you I'm going to go to bed at 11 and go to bed at 4.
1: Yeah. But
0: one thing <laughs> I'm not going to do is ever give up. You. That's yeah. a promise I can always make to Belisha. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to give up on you. And I am doing everything I can to give you the best life, even if I'm not doing my absolute best. Life. So it's great It's great It's yeah. gentle. I want to be loved gently, so I have to love myself gently. In that way. valisha that is powerful. <laughs> that is powerful. And I'm really stuck on the, on you telling yourself that you won't leave you. Because I feel like for me, my journey to self-commitment, to self-growth, to self-love, like. I slowly learned how to put myself first, or I so slowly learned how to do things that make me feel better or that fill my cup. But I don't think I took it as seriously until I realized how important it was for me to stand by the little girl that I was. Mm. Like I know healing your inner child is a thing. It, it, it's a thing, and it as it should be though, because it it works, or at least it works for me. Like identifying that a lot of the things that I have a problem with now have some type of connection with something that happened to me when I was younger or something that I was taught in school or at home. You know, you said we were taught to neglect ourselves. That's something we were taught when we were younger. We were taught, don't take a nap because you got homework to do. We were taught, don't listen to your body when it tells you it's full because you're gonna eat all the food on this plate. Mm -hmm. We were taught how to, like you said, ignore ourselves. Not to trust ourselves. Not to trust Uh ourselves. And so building that relationship with little me and every time I had a problem, it's like, okay, why is this a problem? Even if it's like I've stubbed my toe and now I'm about to scream, why are you about to scream? Why you can't just acknowledge that you hurt yourself (laughs) and just feel that pain. Right, like all of that has reconnected me with myself and has allowed me to build some type of trust in myself to where I can I can believe, little me can believe me when I say, I won't leave you, I won't abandon you, I am here for you. And I think for me, that came really hard when it involved other people. So when it involved saying no to other people and yes to myself, that is where it was the hardest, yeah. See, you have definitely taken it to a whole nother point <laughs> because inner child work mm-hmm. that inquiry that self-exploration has mm-hmm. been so critical so i was in the middle of quarantine like i told you when i first got into mindfulness and mental health mm-hmm. i was in the middle of quarantine like why is this impacting me so bad mm-hmm. now mind you this was before i was like. So when I went home during quarantine, I was experiencing, of course, all these mental health issues, but I wasn't aware of what they were Mm -hmm. because I was not taught that. So this was before changing my major to psychology. Mm -hmm. And when I sat at home, I had no choice but to either run from my feelings or actually assess them. Mm -hmm. So that's when I got into self-exploration. And at the time, I didn't know what that was, but that would go on to lead to a three-plus-year journey of me always questioning myself mm-hmm. in good ways and in bad ways. Mm-hmm. Good ways because I can tell you why I made that choice before you can tell. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard for a person to come into my life and tell me what my intentions are. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of what my intentions are because I'm always questioning myself to make sure I'm in alignment with my truths. So asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? What's wrong? Even yeah. in heated moments, I've been in heated debates where I'm listening to the person, but I have to stop breathing and say, Felicia, are you okay? Yeah. Because you have to assess where your mind is, where your mental state yeah. is. Yeah. Otherwise, you're operating from a space of lack. lack. Hmm. I was thinking emotion. I say lack. Emotion, impulse, lag. Okay, talk mm-hmm. to me about lack. I say you're operating from a place of lack because you're essentially pouring from an empty cup. Okay. Right. Because you say operating from a space of emotion, but I believe that if you're neglecting your mental health Mm -hmm. or you're ignoring your thoughts or you're letting your thoughts control you, Mm -hmm. it is because you're operating out of a fear that you're not enough, that you don't have enough to make the choices that you actually deserve to make on your own behalf. That makes sense. That makes sense. our mind is where we make our choices so we don't we don't know what we like to do to take care of our Mm minds who's making our choices for us is it our childhood trauma is it that mean comment someone made in second grade when we were being bullied is it society and their expectations who is guiding your choices Mm -hmm. because everything in this life is a result of our choices Lisa, you just dropping gems in the classroom. <laughs> dropping gems in the classroom. People say I should be a teacher, but uh, I don't know. The curriculum is so... Structured? No. Ineffective. Hmm. I think the... Uh, uh, let me be quiet. Polit- <laughs> <laughs> <So> political. political. <sighs> but there are so many things school doesn't teach us. I agree. That's why your podcast is a game changer there are things that we should know just because we're human beings hello hello as soon as we step out of the whole k-12 through 12 system and we actually have to deal with the fact that we are individuals we are hit with so many issues that we didn't even know we had to actually like actually deal with because we didn't school didn't teach us that like yeah you were fighting in the hallway at school but now when you want to fight random people on the street and you can go to jail for that now you need to assess Mm. why you feel the way that you feel because school didn't teach you to analyze your emotions they just just suspended you mostly regulated right you know even emotionally available school doesn't teach you anything about your emotions Mm -hmm. nor your mental health Mm -mm. they can say all day that we have psychology programs in like um primary and secondary schools, Mm -hmm. my psychology class taught me about theories and different concepts about psychology. Mm -hmm. We never sat down and said like, oh, by the way, you can fall into depression if you are not taking good care of your mind. If you let those thoughts roam, you are suicidal because your mental health is not in a good state. You're unwell. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went to therapy yesterday and I was telling her about just my mental health and my state and she's like why is it that when our bodies are ill when we have a cold or the flu we rest we take (laughs) days off work you have covid they tell you to quarantine right Mm -hmm. but when i'm depressed i have an anxiety attack or i'm suffering from symptoms of ptsd yeah i'm not met with my mind is unwell i'm met with be resilient yeah. Oh, suck it up. Oh, just get up. Yeah. It's, it's not that deep. And it's like, realistically speaking, we have a lot of control over our minds, but we don't have a lot of control over a lot of parts of our minds, which means there are parts of us that can guide us sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can be depressed and like, man, why am I depressed? Because something happened that you may not have thought was a big deal, mm-hmm. but that inner child you referred to earlier yes. was very much defeated by that. Yes. So now she doesn't want to get out of bed. So you're like, man, I have so much to do, why can't I get up? Because she does not want to face the world. Yeah. But if you don't talk to yourself and get to know yourself and assess your thought patterns or challenge them, Mm -hmm. how do you know? Oh, Felicia, can we have a transparent moment real quick? Always. Oh my gosh. Okay, so as you're saying that, as you're saying, you know, there are some parts of you that you may not feel like it's a big deal, but your Mm -hmm. inner child may deem them a big deal. Mm Recently I have been I've been seeing on social media Like They've been telling people to stop intellectualizing Their feelings Mm -hmm. And I think that concept has been confusing me A little bit because to me If you can Dissect And talk through your feelings Then you can Deal with them And you can handle them and you can identify them And then you can choose to feel them Or you can resolve them So I don't know if that's what they mean by like intellectualizing or if intellectualizing is like you're dissecting it, you're talking about it, but you're not doing anything about them or you're not letting yourself feel them. You're just identifying, this is how I feel, check. Um, Yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of that. And so I've been hoping or I've been trying to make sure that that is not what I'm doing. I've been trying to make sure that I'm giving myself the space to feel and that I'm still pouring into myself and doing the work that I need to do. And so recently I was feeling really bad because somebody said something to me that hurt my feelings. When they said it to me, I shut down. And so shutting down was the way that I resolved my feelings growing up. Like, you know what? You right, I got you back and, and I'm done, you know? and. I don't know I sat there and I was sitting with the feeling but I was also distracting myself so I was like playing a game that we were watching a movie so I was watching a movie but on the inside I'm, I'm talking to myself I'm I'm trying to figure out what this feeling is and why I feel the way that I feel and I couldn't figure it out and so and so when I got home I was in the shower and so I usually take my time in the shower to like think pray to breathe like I'd be praying that the water is hot because sometimes the water is that we have. But I'm praying the water is hot so that I can really take my time and be settled. And so in that moment, I was like, all right, like, let's talk. Like, why? It's been a couple hours. Why do you still feel some type of way? Like, it's okay that you are hurting right now, but you are really hurting. Why? And I had to figure out, was it what I said that made me feel some type of way? Was it what that person said that made me feel some type of way? Like, what was it? I think now that I'm talking it out, it was the first time that I'm able to identify the parts of me that want to grow Mm -hmm. and then the parts of me that are still little. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because the part of me that wanted to grow or that is focused on growth was like, well, I don't really like what I said because there are certain things in my life that I'm working on and what I said wasn't conducive with what I'm working on or wasn't in line with what I'm working on. But I also didn't like what that person said because sometimes we make an effort to open up to people when we may not get the reaction that we wanted or that we were thinking about and that can hurt you. And I realized like that was little me. That's little me that's hurting. That's little me and that's big me in one space hurting. I think for me, even when I think I'm done growing, there's something else that shows me oh there's still work to be with i will never be done yeah yeah the perfectionist in me has had to accept that that's a part of my self-acceptance we'll never be done yeah but when you talked about intellectualizing your emotions and just realizing that when you stop to take time for yourself and actually ask act yourself mm-hmm. it was like two different perspectives at play mm-hmm. i just went through the same thing i did but for me it was a little bit opposite because I was working through how I felt about the situation, and talking was not helping. Like, it's been so long since I've had such a horrible feeling throughout my whole mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, it really hurt me. And I didn't want to admit it hurting me because I'm so prideful with certain things. Yeah. But I had to accept that it was hurting me. I had to seek support from my friends, and I had to be honest with myself about why that impacted me. Mm It wasn't until I sat down and I I thought I was over it and I was like, I can't talk my way out of it. It is what it is. It happened. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. That I actually realized what they meant when they say stop intellectualizing and feel it and process it. Mm -hmm. When I sat with it, I felt it move through my body. I didn't cry. None of that. I started doing yoga. And Mm -hmm. it was weird because I started doing yoga and I felt like all this different energy leaving my body and this little girl i spoke out loud i said thank you for seeing me in the midst of chaos Mm -hmm. and i was like what does that mean and then i remembered. in the middle of a heated debate amongst all these people in public my first priority was felicia are you okay Mm
1: -hmm. how
0: are you feeling i had to be in tune with my gut and my heart and my mind all at the same time in that moment because Mm -hmm. i need to understand why is it that what this person is saying feels like they are dumping bullets into my heart right now. Mm -hmm. Why does it feel like that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That has made the healing process so much better, which has only been three weeks, well, four weeks today. But it's made the healing process so much better. Mm -hmm. Because intellectualizing it, yeah, has given me an understanding of what I've learned, what I gained, Mm -hmm. but it still didn't make me feel better. Mm -hmm. It still didn't make me process the feelings and heal the wound any quicker or faster because I thought through it. Mm -hmm. What helped me was the fact that I combined the two. I identified what was wrong, I acknowledged, and accepted, and allowed it. Mm -hmm. And that was that. And that's what I've been doing with my emotions. I acknowledge that they're there. I accept that they're there, Mm because they have a purpose to inform me of something that's out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And then I allow it. How do you make time for the allowing portion? Because that requires life to stop. Like, you have to stop and wherever you are, kind of deal with it or like you said, let the emotions move through you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for people like you and me who are always on go, (laughs) who are always busy, like how do you, I don't know, I think I have two questions. Mm -hmm. What is that, okay, I'm gonna allow myself to feel those feelings look like for you, but also, do you ever do it in, in public? Like, okay, I feel some type of way, but I have things to do. And so, you know, I may do it in my trial practice. While y'all are sitting here arguing, I'm going to sit and I'm gonna decompress and I'm going to feel how I feel and hopefully by the time practice ends, or in about 30 minutes, you know, I can participate in the conversation or I can leave better than I felt when I walked in. What does that look like for you? Okay. I like that. So to your first question, you ask, How do I make time to allow my emotions, right? Yeah. So, for the past four weeks, if you haven't seen me miss a class. I've still <laughs> been coming to work. I've still been doing all these different extra things, but I have not been showing up as my best self or as my happiest self. Like I'm usually the friend people can come to about advice. For the past few weeks, you may have noticed I come into class, hey, how y'all doing? I don't wanna high you. I'm not raising my hand to answer every question. I don't want to be the superstar student this week. I don't want to be the go-to mom friend this week. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be at this high expectation or this high pedestal that I usually am on. Mm -hmm. Not today, Mm -hmm. not this week. And it's not that I'm being petty or I'm being negative. I don't feel like being a star. Mm -hmm. Even the star is amongst darkness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't even see the stars, right? Mm -hmm. We know they're still there, but we can't see Sometimes I have days where I just want to allow those emotions or those dark parts not to control me, but to exist. Yeah. And that's a part of my self-acceptance, learning that I don't have to be happy and perky and cheery all the time to be worthy of literally existing. Yeah. I woke up today, I'm here, and however I feel, no, that's not going to determine my day or how I show up in the world. Mm -hmm. But if I don't feel like being missed. Perfect this week, that is okay. Yeah, if I can't turn the assignment in two days early, I'll turn it in ten minutes early It got in yeah, and that's showing yourself grace. Yeah, the way you process it and give yourself space to process it is to give yourself Not parameters, but the freedom to feel Yeah, it's like okay, Camber, how are you feeling? I feel like I don't want to go to my child breakfast. Okay, we're going to my child <laughs> practice, But let me compromise with you Maybe we'll go to practice, we'll run through our cross and direct, and maybe we won't stay late to help other people tonight because we're just not in the space to do it. It's about meeting yourself in the middle compromising and truly honoring your needs first, even if they sound ridiculous. Mm. Even if it's, oh, I want to watch Barney. There have been moments where I randomly start thinking. (laughs) And I don't know if you've noticed, I love Lilo and Stitch. Since it first came out, I love it. (laughs) That's a part of my inner childhood. So mm-hmm. it's something about having a bad day, coming to my car and seeing a little stitch bear on yeah. my mirror. That's I think like, that is so cute. Okay, like, at the end of the day, none of this determines who I am as a person. Yeah. And I can always return to the things that make me feel safe. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Do people sit in your backseat and, like, hold it in the backseat? Yeah. Ooh. I've, <laughs> I've had friends who will go out to brunch or stuff, because I hate driving, but for certain people, I'll drive. I'll drive. And they'll say, I'm gonna sit in the back and me and Stitch are gonna cuddle. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. I wish I could sit in the back and cuddle with a teddy bear, but I have to try. <laughs> People love Stitch. No one has ever been like, oh, that's weird. You're 21 year old with a whole Stitch beard. No, no. They're like, where did you get that? And yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it's like, so cute. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's a delicious guy. Like, oh, yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back to body. You mentioned <laughs> yoga. I want to I want to get more into moving my body in some way more often
1: mm-hmm.
0: because like if I feel like running I run if I feel like doing a cartwheel I will do a cartwheel but I want to get deeper into making it a habit mm-hmm. like it'll be a habit for me for maybe like a month like when I go home my mom goes to the gym in the morning and so I'll get up in the morning and go with her but that's like in, during the summer there was a point in my life where I was really low and I did yoga every morning. But even now that I have more time, I still don't, like I still don't work out in the morning. or I still don't do yoga in the morning. And by the time I come home in the evening, I'm ready to go to sleep. So how do you make that a commitment? And then is there anything else that you like to do besides yoga? Okay, so how do I make it a commitment? When I go home for the summer, mm-hmm. There are free yoga classes like three or four minutes away from my house. Mm -hmm. Two or three times a week they do yoga and Pilates. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at home, it's so easy for me to go back to Memphis and be on top of my yoga and Pilates. The class is walking distance. There are no excuses. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are also black wellness classes where I'll go to those and they'll be like eight hours long. But hey, it's summer. I don't have to go to school. I make the time for it because my focus for the summer is really myself. Yeah. Oh, but when I come back to do it, mm-mm, it's to the point where the idea of hosting, I used to do yoga classes on campus. Yeah. The idea of hosting a yoga class, with what time? Um, going to a yoga class, with what time? Um, Doing it virtually, with what time? So now it's to the point where I know I need yoga. It makes me feel in tune with my body, and it helps me relieve tension. But also, I know that it's so good for my spirit. It's so good for showing myself that I love myself so i will put my little yoga and meditation rug down mm-hmm. in the living room i'll put on some music light a candle and i'll just start doing yoga poses mm-hmm. whether i do it for 10 minutes 20 30 or an hour even i'll work out and i'll do like three poses at the end of my workout
1: mm-hmm.
0: that makes me feel so good internally yeah. because yoga is healing i don't think people realize I know that yeah you are using these poses not to just stretch but to release Energy that's held up in your body, that's mm-hmm. tense, that's a part of your healing journey. Mm-hmm. Same with working out. I love to box. I love to jog. <laughs> um, I think the whole psych class knows like, oh, Felicia likes to box. I do. It's no secret. I did not know that. Oh, you did? No. <laughs> no, okay. I love to. And it's a way to release energy, but it also makes me feel like I have my life together. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes am the girl that gets up at 6 a.m., goes to work out, showers, and goes to class. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm the girl that goes to the gym at 11 o'clock at night. Sometimes I'm the girl that eats cookie dough on the couch and has not been to the gym in a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I give myself grace. So do you have, like, because I have a tendency to, and I'm sure a lot of people do this, but to be like, okay, I'm going to do this three times a week. And then I miss a couple of days and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to create a schedule for myself that I cannot maintain. So do you have a schedule or is it like you know this is something that you enjoy doing and you just, like you said, like make time for it and that allows you to do it more often? So I used to have a schedule. I used to literally plan my life down to the hour. Like yeah.
1: I didn't have a choice for the
0: past three semesters of college. That lead, that lead uh, mm. schedule mm-hmm. where you could highlight? Oh, that was a lifesaver. Mm-hmm three semesters, that was my life, Mm -hmm. trying to get into law school. I was pledging while trying to get into law school. Mm -hmm. I had to manage my time properly. So now I'm kind of stuck in that. Mm -hmm. I have the tendency to write a to-do list every Sunday, Mm -hmm. and it has my whole week laid out. Mm -hmm. These are the little tasks and the big tasks I need to get done to put me closer towards my Mm goal. Sometimes the gym does not make that Mm list, And the reason it doesn't anymore is because I don't want to feel bad that I didn't get to it that day. Yeah. So I stopped scheduling it, and my therapist told me to start viewing it as sometimes you have to do it when you can. Mm. So next week, when I come back from all these busy things, I'm about to start doing this. So instead of scheduling it or trying to force a habit onto myself, and I know I have a tendency to relapse on it, Mm. Felicia, you can't go two days in a row without working. Okay. So I'm not going to say you have to run a mile and do a full circuit and pop. No. If you can give me a mile walk around the apartment complex and 10 jumping jacks mm-hmm. and 10 squats. That's enough. That's enough. I did an hour workout in the house one day and I've never sweated that much in the workout. So we tell ourselves we don't have time, we don't have the resources. The reality of it is be honest, you just don't want to. Like, just tell yourself, right now, that's not a priority to me. Right now, that doesn't feel as important as all the other things. When you start thinking of it like that, I bet you you're going to start working out. Now, when you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, okay, don't feel bad because that's what you want to do. But tomorrow, it better be the gym over Netflix because Mm -hmm. otherwise, you're sending signals to your body that Netflix is a priority over your well-being. Even with eating healthy, like... I try to be so hard on myself about going vegan. I'm 21, like, but I'm trying to be hard on myself about going vegan and I had to give myself grace. I literally was vegan for like two weeks. No, about four weeks last month. Mm -hmm. It's hard to maintain and I had to be honest with myself. It's okay if you need some salmon, it's okay. Mm -hmm nutrition wellness those things are important but you have to set the standard for yourself on what that looks like mm-hmm. i think we're trying to live up to social media standards yeah. of what taking care of your body looks like and the reality of it is we can't tell you how to take care of your body 100 only you really know your body yeah because you're in it so i take the little tips of, okay you know let me switch white salt out with pink salt i make those adjustments but i give myself grace because we weren't taught things mm-hmm. We're not gonna have a perfect fitness routine and be fully vegetarian overnight, Canberra. Like that's just not, it's not feasible. When you spent 19, 20, 21 years in a home with the parents, they didn't make you work out. I went to public school. The gym was where we kicked it. We didn't. Oh my we, gosh. I will not call my high school out, but we kicked it. Hmm barely did any physical fitness and now that I'm actually trying to develop that I wish I would have been in institutions that pushed that nutrition aspect, that pushed that wellness aspect because now I'm learning at 21. Interesting I like the concept of like with everything, knowing what works for you Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't have to be what society deems it to be because when I look on the internet and when I think about going to the gym or exercising, I'm thinking about people who go to the gym three times a week. They have made it a goal. They're already built. yada, yada, yada. You know, I don't think about how I can set my own standard for how often I'm going to move my body, how often I'm going to work out, how often I'm going to cater to that part of myself. So I like that. I think that's a very good tip. Is there anything that else that you do besides? Oh no no, you just mentioned that you work out. Mm-hmm. Work out, yoga. Um, what else do I do? I love to walk in nature, sit by water. That's healing for my body, like the beach. Is. Oh my gosh, yes. The beach literally recharges my whole entire spirit. But yeah. That's the topic for the next topic. Yeah. um Eating healthy. I prioritize eating healthy. Like. Sometimes I slip. I'm human, but for the most part, I eat really healthy to Mm -hmm. be a black woman from the South. Mm -hmm. And I do that because I realize what I put into my body, Mm -hmm. it literally projects into my material world. Like what you consume. You said this on one of your episodes about um, you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. What you consume literally is what you become and what you put out into the world. And I don't want to express a version of myself that's depleted. Mm. So I feel like until I reach optimal health, I'm mm. not living as the highest version of myself, mm. which means I'm always finding new ways to get to know myself.
1: Mm.
0: So it's like, okay, I just recently discovered I like passion fruit. Don't know where that came from. Okay. If Alicia likes passion fruit, I guess I'm buying <laughs> passion fruit. I keep in mind stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I like that. I like that. I never thought about, I know that the things that we eat affect the way that we show up. Like, if all you're eating is McDonald's every day, you are not going to show up in the world bright and and happy. And, you know, even what you eat affects your reality. Absolutely. Mm. If you're eating a bunch of sugar, what does that do to your body? It produces. it literally feeds yeast. And if you have excessive yeast, that can cause brain fog, right? That can Mm. cause you to be dehydrated. You're very sleepy, you're tired. When you're not taking care of your physical body, Mm You're not able to take care of anything to your full potential. So I feel like until I get certain health things in order in my life, Mm -hmm. I'm not living to my full potential. So I cannot sit around and say, oh, I don't have this. I'm not doing that. The reality of it is if I take care of me, God is going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. That's that's the tweet. Mm -hmm. You have to literally be an example for how you want to be loved. Because the world is going to treat you how you treat. Yes, yes, it's not about treat people how you want to be treated, treat yourself yourself. how you want to be treated, yeah. So you're able to have the capacity to receive love from others and to give love to others. That I took a little tangent, but it relates to the body. No, yeah, you don't love who you are, your own body, your own skin, you can't love anyone outside of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, 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 (laughs) okay, to the soul, to the soul, soul care. (laughs) Soul care. I'm like, I rewrote it as spiritual rejuvenation, which I guess can be two different things. But when I think about my soul, the times where my soul is full is when I am either like listening to a scripture or like indulging in like spiritual rejuvenation or when I'm around people that fill my cup. When I think about my soul and how I fill my soul, that's usually how I do it. And a, and a lot of times that comes from recognizing a deficit in my mind, like okay, I'm feeling some type of way. How do I fix that? And so my quickest thing, because I used to be big on isolation, used to be big on like nobody ever really knows what's going on with me. We've had the conversation before, but like you know, you and I were both very private people, and I used to be it used to be bad when I was when I was little because I was not as emotionally intelligent as I am now, and so. You could literally see it on me. You could see it on me, but I wasn't ready to express it. And so now I've gotten better about like reaching out to people like, hey, I need to, us to have a hangout. I need us to have a game night. Like These are the things that I need to fill my soul, to, to, to fill this, I guess, this emptiness or this lack. If I'm looking for a social connection to fill my soul, that's probably where the lack is. That's probably the source of the lack. How do you figure out what your soul needs? <laughs> Meditation. Mm-hmm. I know people don't like to hear it, but it's so true. Like, when you meditate and you practice it consistently, mm-hmm. you find the keys to your entire freedom as a spirit. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I find soul care by listening to my intuition and listening to myself. I sit with myself. Mm-hmm. So, in those moments of silence when I'm doing deep breathing, that's really great for my soul care. Mm-hmm. I usually get led to exactly what I need for myself. And everyone may not be in tune like that. Mm-hmm. So, for me, soul care looks like doing my night routine and then standing in the mirror talking to myself. Okay. Validating my experiences, right? I like to do roses and thorns with myself. So, where are your roses, roses right? For the day, mm-hmm. where are your thorns? And then most times I realize the weight of the roses always outweighs the thorns, right? Mm -hmm. So things like that, the mirror work, the affirmations, the journaling, Mm -hmm. the meditation, and also being amongst people who I can be myself with. Mm -hmm. Being open and authentic is so healing for me personally because, like you said, very private sometimes, very isolated, especially when my feelings are involved. So now meeting people who I enjoy learning about them and their stories, learning from them, and then just being amongst the love that we've cultivated. Mm-hmm. That's so cared for me. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I'm moving so fast, and i have a friend call and say, like, I'm downstairs, I'm at your apartment, come outside. And I'm like, I'm about to wash my hair. And they're like, no, you're not, come on. (laughs) And it'll be that one hour just sitting, having a park car conversation that I needed to get me motivated Mm -hmm. to get up and to keep moving in the direction of what's best for my soul Mm -hmm. and not what society told me I should be doing. It's being authentic Mm -hmm. and it's seeking to uncover that authenticity. That literally makes your soul free. That is soul care. That is soul rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. That is a part of self acceptance. Let me spend time with me so I can learn who I am. Yeah. And let me define what spending time with me looks like. Right. Yeah. Let me be in the spaces where I literally feel in my gut mm-hmm. that I'm safe, in my heart that I'm safe. There's not a negative thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. Let me immerse myself in those spaces. That's where I'm most likely going to be. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think I think all I can think about is a lot of our conversation is, is surrounded by the fact that we've gotten to know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten to know ourselves. We are able to identify the things that we like, the things that we don't like, the things that make us happy, and things that may trigger us. I'm trying to think on behalf of listeners. Sometimes people can be really stuck in routine Mm -hmm. of what is supposed to make them feel good how they're supposed to spend their alone time and how they're supposed to pour into themselves i don't want people to miss what i don't want people to miss what we're saying Mm -hmm. but i also don't want people to miss the fact that it's not one size fits all there is no template on how to nurture your mind your body your soul yeah but we gave them the keys like school didn't teach you about you but we're literally telling you that you know what's best for you right you just have to trust that you know what's best yeah yeah you have to take that time to sit sit with your feelings analyze your ideas and get to know that little you like some people are scared to remember who they were when they were younger i used to be scared because i was very cringy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I used to be scared to get to know who I was when I was younger, or to understand where little me was coming from when she made certain decisions, when I finally took the time to get to know her and to better understand myself, and she, it does guide a lot of my decisions. And it keeps me emotionally regulated. Like when I'm getting upset, because that happened to me last weekend, like I kept getting upset and I found myself like going back and forth with people. Like, and then I would feel some type of way about it afterwards. And it's like, you feel some type of way. So why are you going back and forth with these people? Yeah. Why do you even feel like giving them that time of day? And I had to connect that with little me. Like, what is, what is little me saying? What am I really feeling? Yeah. That was very powerful for you to bring up the inner child, though. Because I think so often, you can not only live too far in the past, too far in the future. You can live too deep in the present moment Mm -hmm. to the point where you're not even present within yourself to know how you are perceiving the moment. Mm -hmm. It's like you ever met someone who was like they don't think before they act Mm -hmm. they just kind of do and you're like okay like that's fine yeah but sometimes they would stop and sit and ask themselves like what do I think what do I feel what I need and then approach the space Mm -hmm. their entire way of navigating the space would be different. Mm -hmm. So meeting my inner child well, not meaning, but accepting my inner child and accepting my inner teen, who's a beast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> it looks like accepting that that's just me. I think I used to distinguish so much like, no, that's when I was in high school. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. To the point where it kind of fosters resentment. But when you create space for your younger self to be herself for mm-hmm you to be yourself you realize no that's literally me yeah it's like getting to know yourself looks like sometimes breaking it down hey 11 year old alicia what's wrong oh don't i get a response and it scares me sometimes because i'll pray and i'll ask myself after i pray like okay 18 year old alicia why are we responding to this situation that way Mm -hmm. well because when i was in 11th grade This happened to me, and I told myself I would never let this happen again. So now at 21, I'm protecting myself. Mm -hmm. And so we get so caught up in protecting ourselves. We don't even know ourselves. Like, if you knew you, you would know there's some things you don't need protecting from. You genuinely will be okay whether you quote-unquote fail Mm -hmm. or whether it's a success, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really a matter of knowing and accepting truly really is and it takes literally a journal prompt, a meditation, um, going for a walk by yourself. It takes knowing, hey, I like Asian food, let me try a new Asian <laughs> restaurant by myself. Yes. To really explore that. And if you hate it, okay, don't knock it out, right? Yeah. Still cultivate moments of alone time. Yeah. We can learn about ourselves from others, absolutely. Yeah. But we have to figure out who we are and who we want to be outside of how we interact with others outside of what the world tells us to be outside of what we're taught in school mm-hmm. let me take this time to shameless plug that both Belisha the Venusian involved, and I what school didn't teach me have journal prompts on our pages if you are looking for a journal prompt I mean you can find them in a million other spaces but like <laughs> you're literally listening to us talk like why not go to Instagram follow the both of us and take a time to look at those prompts. Felicia also posts meditation prompts. Like, take some time today to do this. Take some time today to go on a walk, to meditate, to sit with yourself. And I need to do better about actually doing them. But when I actually do them, it's like, hmm, I almost forgot to take care of myself today. Like, I almost forgot that I needed a little something-something. How often do you post? What's your what's your posting schedule? Three? Okay, so I post the podcast every two weeks on yeah. Fridays. Well, Venus days I call them. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I post three times a week Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. I do mindful Mondays. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes a word of wisdom. I like the word or I freedom think. is mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And then on Fridays I just post the podcast. I like so. the Mindful Mondays. Do you really? Yes, I, I do. I there was one that was like, drink chamomile tea. I'm like, oh, I have chamomile yes. at the house. Let me drink my chamomile tea. Yeah, But I couldn't do it without my team. And by my team, me and my 16-year-old sister. So. <laughs> a team. A team. A dynamic duo. Okay. We talked about mind. We talked about body. We talked about soul. Oh, okay. I'm going to make this a quick topic, and then we're going to turn it out. What's your What's your one tip on replenishing an intangible need? Oh wow! Cannot touch. <laughs> like we know when we know when our mind I, our mind is intangible, but we know like when our mind when we're losing screws, we know when when the screws are loose. Mm-hmm. I feel like my soul is like I just feel when my soul is off. It's like I feel disturbed, and you can replace that with an emotion
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of recognizing. Something just needs to be taken care of. It's like a, like what's your one tip that you would give to the classroom about identifying that this is not an emotion, this is an intangible need that needs to be replenished. <laughs> it's the fact we're about to talk about that again, the concept of like tangible and intangible need. Mm-hmm. Um give yourself grace. And I know I keep saying it because that's the season I'm in. And yeah. I need somebody to keep drilling that to me. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Because a lot of times when we have those intangible needs, we respond to them so harshly. And it's like, why have we normalized desensitizing ourselves to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So my tip would be to give yourself grace, you mm-hmm. know, with those intangible needs. If there's a way you can meet that need healthily, mm-hmm. meet that need. If there's a way that someone else can support you in the space to help you meet that need or to meet it for you if it's within their will and their capability trust reach out right seek yeah. support but giving yourself grace looks like understanding you don't have to be perfect you don't have to have it all together and you don't have to do it alone mm-hmm. sometimes we need spirit to rest yeah sometimes our soul is tired and we don't know what that means mm-hmm. sometimes your soul is tired because you need maybe one boundary you need one word, no. No. Sometimes that's all you needed, was the word no. Yeah. And we fear that people are going to respond to our needs negatively, so we either don't communicate them, or we neglect them. Mm -hmm. We abandon ourselves most of the times, because we feel our needs are too much to bear, Mm -hmm. that we're a burden, that we require too much. Mm -hmm. Take up space, and give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. You are not a burden, and you're worthy of having your needs fulfilled to the highest degree. You have to believe and know that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Me and Keamber can school you all day. (laughs) But you know, what school didn't teach you, you already know anyways. You have to be that for yourself. Yeah. To piggyback off of giving yourself grace, I want people to remember that it's trial and error. Mm -hmm. Like we will not get it right on the first try. Like, as has been previously stated, this growing thing, it never stops. It never stops. And as soon as you feel like you got it figured out, it's gonna be something else that's telling you, oh no, we still have work to do. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing and it doesn't mean you have to get it right the first time. Just like when I was telling you that I was going back and forth with people over the weekend, I I don't do that. I have learned when to speak and when to not, when to give people my energy and when not to, when to prioritize my own mental health and my voice And when to recognize this person is just not willing to hear my voice, I'm just gonna do what I need to do for me while taking what they say with a grain of salt. Like, those are things that I already know. Those are things that I've already taught myself. And it took trial and error to teach myself that. But here I am still getting into altercations. Here I am still getting into arguments. Like, we're not perfect beings. We are not perfect beings, and progress won't take a day. Progress will take 500 tries before you realize, okay, now I know how to act in these situations. Now I know how to leave a situation in a healthy position where I am content with the outcome. I am content with how I handle myself and whatever the results are. So trial and error giving yourself grace. Yeah. You may stumble, but one day you're gonna literally have to figure it out. You would've mastered it. No, yeah. Like, we won't master everything with our mind, bodies, and souls, but we can master one major or minor thing mm-hmm. that can be the catalyst for so much growth within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry.
0: This was good. This was good. I've enjoyed my my busy. I love school, but this is like my favorite class. Oh, this oh is my favorite it. class. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the pod. We definitely need to have you yeah. again. We definitely need to have. I mean, this will This is our first, but it won't be our last. Like we've already talked about, if we end up in the same place, they're gonna be they're gonna be real sick of us, Felicia. I'm telling I'm you. to have a TV show. Oh yes, it's don't play with made us. Bring it into existence. <laughs> but yes, thank you so so much for being on the for being in the classroom for sitting next to me and schooling me. You school me. I enjoyed my visit, though. I'm very grateful for you, for all of my classmates, and I'm going to always tune in. I'm going to always pour into the classroom setting and take from it, because you have helped me discover better parts of myself. Amen. Amen to the pouring into it. And with that, I mean, this might be my third, fourth time saying it. Tune in to the Venusian Vault. You heard her say she posts, you said every two weeks on Friday? It's bi-weekly on Friday, on Venus Day. On Venus Day. definitely tune in. The Vault is not a space that's unlocked to just any and everybody. Mm -hmm. It's unlocked because you chose to make the choice to enter a space for you to receive, right? Mm -hmm. So you're coming in to get all these resources you need to make yourself better for you, Mm -hmm. to free yourself from those mental struggles, Mm -hmm. from the societal hardships, from the things school did teach you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a space that is open Every other Venus Day for those to come and be free. So what I'm hearing is, if you sat here and you listened to this (laughs) entire episode, you might as well just go ahead and go over to the vault like right after this because it sounds like she's talking about these issues every episode. So go ahead. Right right after we click off, go ahead and tune in. You can listen everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. Amazon Music, Anchor everywhere everywhere no excuses (laughs) thank you so much for being here thank you for having me thank y'all so so much for listening i hope y'all take what we said and apply it to yourself it's not a one size fits all you have to figure out what works out for you and let us know how it goes thank you again for listening and we'll see you next week (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode Remember this is meant to be a conversation so as much as I talk to you I would love for y'all to talk back to me. Message us on Instagram and Twitter at WSDTMpod or send us an email at me at gmail.com. Better yet send this episode to a friend and start the conversation there and let's see what we can learn from each other. If you like what you hear Go ahead and subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Trust me, it matters. Oh, there goes the bell. I can't wait to hear from y'all, and I'll see you next week.